another episode of Mondays with Maxwell. We're working through the book, The Leader's Greatest Return. We're in chapter two, and this is where we talk about attracting leaders. How do, how do we bring leaders uh, around us? Now, we've got to understand when we read a book like this, that um, attracting leaders in our ministries within the church is different than the way it happens in a business or a nonprofit, no, nonprofit or another organization. Uh, it's just different. Yet at the same time, it's our responsibility as pastors and church leaders to, to help the people in our congregation to identify their gifts, to recognize their calling, to be able to utilize the experiences, all of the things of their life, to leverage those for the kingdom and to serve missions and ministry. And so as pastors and church leaders, we need to identify ways to attract and bring people along uh, so that we can help launch them into the work that God has already called them to do. Now, remember, we've said um, in previous episode that um, one of our main calling as pastors is we are to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And so we are trying to find ways to attract people so that they will move into the calling that God has them. Uh, one of the quotes that I want to start from the chapter, it says, uh, John Maxwell is talking in this chapter about developing a leadership table. Now, what he means is, is a place, a small group, uh, whether it's a formal um, roundtable discussion, uh, but a formal, consistent way to develop the leadership abilities uh, in other people. And so he's talking about this leadership table. You know, I don't know exactly what this looks like in your context, but one of the things we need to do is we need to be creative and we need to come up with a way that we can begin to allow people to come alongside of us, uh, to be invested in the conversation, and then give us the opportunity to help them use their leadership skills and see where they're at in leadership. We've got to find a way to bring people around us so that we can equip them, so that we can have leadership conversations, so that hopefully they will be prepared to lead forward because you know this, you can't build your church ministry just on you. We have to expand the base of leaders. We have to invest in people. We have to develop leaders. We have to expand uh, any, we have to equip leaders so that we can expand our ministry reach and our opportunities. And so he says this, having a leadership table, which means creating a place in your organization for us in our church or on your team where you have people uh, to have a place to learn, an opportunity to practice leadership with its successes and its failures and give them a chance to shine. So what does this look like? And uh, so I want us to walk through the chapter identify these four things that happen around the leadership table. And I want you to let your mind swirl and come up with a way, an idea that you could potentially create a small group environment where you could intentionally uh, develop leaders. The first thing he says uh, that happens at the leadership table is people at the table can experience a leadership culture. Now, I just want us to pause for a minute. One of the biggest challenges in many churches is we don't have a leadership development culture. Some churches are um, pulled down because 
uh, the pastor um, or a member of the church has become kind of the, the one voice. And they, they, they want all of the control. They want people to follow them because they have a title and a position. And I want you to know that is the lowest level of leadership. And so we have to create a culture where leadership is encouraged, where leadership is um, uh, passionately um, pushed in a way that people are drawn into it. He says this, we need to create a culture for leaders to serve, to be equipped, and to thrive. If leadership development in your church is not valued, practiced, and rewarded, then you will have a tough time allowing people to thrive and it will minimize the growth and the health in your church. Your church needs a place where people not leading yet or at not leading at a, at a level where they can take ownership and they are empowered to lead forward. If we are not creating that at culture where they are welcome to try on leadership, then we are not positioning our churches in a way that we can be the healthiest and we are positioned to grow and expand our ministries and our mission reach. The second thing about the leadership table, he says, is people at the table, they participate in the dynamics of the table. And so one of the things we have to do is we have to create this, this place where people can come and be a part and sit at the table uh, and participate in the conversation, you know, one of the things I believe, um, you know, sometimes in staff meeting, we'll have um, extra people, um, whether it's a, a director of a ministry uh, that's not on the ministry staff, that's just a volunteer, or uh, maybe there's a deacon or someone else in the room, maybe an intern. One of the things I don't believe in is I don't believe in having a second row around the staff ministry table. I, I don't believe that you sit on the outside and look in. If, if you're in the room, come to the table. You may have an idea that we haven't thought of. You may have a word that we need to hear. Um, you need to participate in the table. In another book, and I don't remember which one, John Maxwell says, everyone around the table has a voice. But some voices, some voices speak louder than others based on experience, based on their knowledge. Um, some voices just speak more, but everyone can have a voice at the table. And we need to create this place and this space for leadership, for people to participate in the dynamics of what's going on and the strategy and the planning and the, the, the processing. We need to invite people to the table. We have to set up expectations and opportunities for them to participate. We need to lose ourselves, and we need to focus on people. What this means is pastor, church leader, ministry leader, staff leader, student pastor, whatever your role, you need to lose yourself. It's not about you. It's about the mission and it's about helping people grow. Unfortunately, I believe there are church leaders who are holding people back because they want the leadership to be about them. The role of a shepherd leader is to leverage the leadership of everybody. 
big, small, strong, weak. But to help people grow, here's one of the things that I've, I've experienced personally. The more I invest in other leaders, the more I invest in leaders on my team, the stronger our team becomes. We need to allow and expect them to add value. You're going to have to point blank, tell them, if you're sitting around the table and you have a thought, you have an idea, I want you to share. You're going to have to pull it out. You may even have to look around the table and ask them and say, John, what do you think? Kim, what are your thoughts? You may have to pull it out of them. And if you pull them out of them, what you're going to do is you're going to help them lean in to the conversation. The third thing about the leadership table is people at the table benefit from the power of proximity. What this means is people benefit from being close to you. They learn from watching you. Leadership is more caught than taught. One of the things uh, Maxwell says in the chapter is, as a learner, there's no substitute for participating and having access to the people who know what they're doing that they can give direction, can give feedback, and this requires proximity and closeness. This means we need to allow people to come and be close and be a part of what we're doing. We need to show them. We need to teach them. We need to help them learn to ask good questions, and we need to coach them. The fourth thing about the leadership table is it gives them a chance to practice leadership. This allows them to come and be a part, to watch up close. And it gives us the opportunity to give them responsibilities, to take ownership. And we can coach them and we can direct them. and Maybe we can um, redirect them. The only way for any person to learn leadership is to lead. Leading isn't a theoretical exercise. It's not just knowledge um, where you just learn it and it's all in your head. It is practical. And we have to allow people to practice leadership. Some quotes from the book. First, knowledge isn't the key to success. Applied knowledge is. That's from John Maxwell. Again, I'll say this because it's worth repeating. Leadership is more caught than taught. And I like the way this quote read. If someone is always at the head of the class, then he or she is in the wrong class. I say this often. If, if I'm the smartest person in the room, then I need a new room. It's not my job to be the smartest in the room. It's my job to make smart decisions. How does that happen? By creating a place to get good, smart people around the table in the room and to get people who are growing and who have the potential to lead. You see, if we don't bring people in and, and allow them to begin to step into their potential, what's going to happen is one day you're going to wake up and you're not going to have any leaders. One day you're going to find yourself all alone. And so I want to encourage you to take some of these ideas and thoughts, begin to put them into practice. 
because we need to attract people. We need to pull people in to the practice of leadership, into the conversation of leadership. Because if your church is going to uh, go through change, if you are going to lead change, you can't do it alone. If you're going to lead change, um, the, the base of leaders you have now is not going to be strong enough and it's not going to be quantity. There's not going to be enough quantity of leaders for the future. We're talking right now in our staff is what happens when we double, when we go from um, 300 to 600. What does the, how many volunteers do we have to have? And, and we've got to begin pulling people into the conversation and allowing them to lead because they're not just going to show up one day when we find ourselves and say, oh no, what are we going to do? We have to start today. You have to start today. Begin bringing people into the conversation. You'll never regret.